Hey, this is Josephine. Welcome to the This I Can Do podcast. It's a podcast that helps you understand how to start making a difference in the world around you. I am your host and I am coming to you from Düsseldorf, Germany. My thing is, I totally enjoy supporting, building, and making sure that people who are doing amazing things in the world around them have a chance to tell people about that. And I am fascinated by people and the spaces that they work in. And more than that, I want to make sure that you and I have a chance to think about, okay, this person started this idea, made the world a better place, left the world a better place. What can I actually do? One of the biggest people who inspired me beyond, just beyond, is Wangari Muta Mathai. She is a Nobel Prize winner who left us a few years ago, passed on. And what she did was, her little thing was planting trees. She would plant trees and make sure that other people planted trees too. And she said that everyone can do one little thing. So my little thing is planting trees. And a lot of people look at what she's accomplished in her life and think, what can I do? And I want to help you think about what you can do. Take some of the examples I'll be talking about, run with them. And hopefully you might be able to hear live from some of the people who are doing this. And finally, be able to say, this I can do. And this is how I can start doing it. And possibly uh, because he made the uh, term chief storyteller very popular. And today I am extra lucky to talk to Jay Jaboneta. Hey Jay! Hi Josephine and hi to those who are listening. Uh, I'm glad to be joining you uh, today and uh, maybe share a thing or two about doing things. Now Jay, I think people don't know we are talking across a six-hour time difference. Uh, where are you now? Uh, I'm in uh, a very uh, sunny and hot Manila. Oh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Now, uh, I want to do a, a little bit of an intro uh, to you. And uh, Jay is a Filipino blogger. He's a philanthropist. He's a new media advocate and also an online community organizer. He's also uh, well known for um, being the head of new media of the Philippines Presidential Communications Operations Office uh, in the previous administration. And he is the uh, chief storyteller of Yellow Boat of Hope. So uh, one of the things that is fascinating is that Yellow Boat of Hope has become very well known around the world because it started from, you know, basically uh, somebody planted a seed. Tell me about how you, you know, how did the idea come to you to start this project? Well, um, to be honest, it actually, you know, happened uh, by accident. So mm-hmm. it's been seven years since. Seven years ago, I was in in a city called Sambuanga City, which is probably around 500 miles south of Manila. And uh, one of the, I was speaking in a summit, and one of those uh, uh, participants in the summit came up to me uh, mm-hmm. after I spoke and uh, shared with me that a year before that, they went to a village, uh, a mangrove village called Dayakleak, 
where you know they encountered a group of kids who were swimming to school and you know coming i come i come from uh an area that's near there uh in the south of the philippines and you know at the time i thought i've heard of all these amazing stories or you know inspiring stories where kids uh struggle to go to school i'm sure you know josephine in kenya you've heard of you know kids uh who have to walk you know long distances uh, two kilometers three kilometers five kilometers uh two hours three hours just to get to school but mm-hmm. it was the first time but it was the first time that i heard of a story where kids have to swim to school mm-hmm. and you know at the time uh, i just really felt inspired but also disturbed that you know in this day and age something like that can still exist and so you know later on that night i was on my bed mm-hmm. and i just felt i needed to share the story and you know most filipinos and i mean globally there's around 2 billion users now um i i just uh, i was staring at my laptop and i saw my facebook account and i just felt i needed to share the story mm-hmm. and i was able to fall asleep after that um but to my surprise the next day a lot of my friends started asking how can we help how can we help and one of them immediately pledged 5000 pesos okay and that jump started what was then known as the sambuanga funds for little kids because it was a little fun for these kids in sambuanga and within one week it went viral uh, it was shared by friends of friends yeah so um when uh, you know when i when when the pledges started coming in uh, uh i called uh i called dokan ton uh, who's uh, who's a friend and told him dokan you go to the community and verify the story and so when he went there he uh you know talked to the principal he talked to the parents and he talked to the kids and we verified the story that they had to swim to school and so uh you know the initial funding from uh, out of metro manila we sent there mm-hmm. and uh, the local community because dog is also involved in other projects they also pitched pitched uh pitched in and then we created a facebook group where we asked uh where we also added the community members and the donors and asked we started brainstorming what we can do for them someone suggested why don't you build them a bridge someone suggested why don't you um, you know relocate them but those two options weren't really uh you know weren't really possible because their livelihood is seen with farming and fishing and then uh secondly the bridge would cost in the millions so mm-hmm. we we someone suggested why don't you just give them a boat and that's where the idea of the yellow boat uh came came from mm-hmm. uh and so five months after we gave the very first yellow school boat which is really like a yellow school bus on water that's why it's called yellow boat yeah um yeah because it functions as a school bus so it fetches the kids from their homes uh which are houses on stilts and brings them to school and you know the philippines uh, especially for the global uh, listeners who don't know about the philippines uh, right. it's an island nation so there's over 7000 islands uh, around the philippines so i uh, i thought that the story was unique in sambuanga but then you know after the 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 news media saw the story uh and it got featured in uh in you know in different channels uh another uh, friend from a different part of the philippines called us that they also have swimming kids right and, you know in an island in the middle of the philippines and then again in a different place and then again in a different place mm-hmm. so fast forward to today we're actually present in around 120 communities around the philippines mm-hmm. so Yeah so we've grown in the last 7 years we've given uh, close to 4000 boats but but you know the the story really started from from 
a single Facebook status and yeah. uh, a single vote. Right. And I don't know what the process is in terms of um, in the Philippines, but a lot of people who I've met working in Kenya are always kind of hesitant to start collecting money for a project which, you know, you don't you don't have a registered organization yet. You know, you have this idea and a lot of people sort of think, well, you know, how will I actually set up a structure to start doing this on a large scale? Did you have the same thought? Well, yes and no. I think we subscribe to the philosophy. You know, I, I believe everybody is familiar with the, the famous Nike slogan uh, called uh, Just Do It. Mm-hmm. And, you know, initially when the pledges started coming in, I think I was so, uh, I was dumbstruck with the you know with the with the with the response that I got that you know people were starting to pledge and uh, wanting to help uh, so you know it I, I just sort of uh, I just sort of allowed it to happen and then when you know after a week when I realized that there were there was really there was really sort of a movement around it that's when I you know called Doc and asked him if he can verify the story and then since he's involved with uh you know with other NGOs nonprofits in the area mm-hmm. uh, our initial solution was to you know to to use them as a vehicle to to accept the funds so that's precisely what we did so Doc was involved with an organization called uh, Chuchi Foundation which is doing relief work right and um yeah, so he, the, 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 that organization received the, the initial funding. Okay. But then, you know, when, when we, after the project, we've seen that the kids really needed it, and then we saw that there was a need to scale it to the other communities. Right. That's when we officially registered with the, with the government, with the regulators. But so I guess, I guess because we saw that there was really a need, and, mm-hmm. you know, there were willing donors or supporters, so we just helped. And uh, yeah, we we didn't really debate on like do we do we do we register it first? Do we we just really wanted to help, and then you know the registration came after. I think that's you know spot on because one of the things that I'm hearing you saying is that you had to find out exactly what the need was before you you know you you kind of came up on the idea of the uh, of it being that, you know, it's not just one community, it's not just one, um, you know, one way of helping. So what were some of the other needs that came up, even as you you, you started to address the need for the, the yellow boat in a community? What, what kinds of other um, scenarios did you encounter? Well, I think the good part about the project is that, uh, you know, the, the supporters and the donors ca- came from different fields. So, uh, though the, so the both, uh, the yellow boat functions like a vehicle or a platform to, to, to support or to help this community or to empower this community. So because we come from diverse backgrounds, like, uh, I had a communications, uh, on marketing background and sales. So I, I mainly was involved in the fundraising and, you know, the, uh, donor management and then doc since he comes from uh is uh, you know he's a veterinary doctor and he's involved in several other nonprofits so he brought in the medical dental missions he mm-hmm. brought in the 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 livelihood component and then the other the other supporters brought in like you know the provision of school supplies they brought in like um, the provision of life vests mm-hmm. uh, for the boat so because we saw that there were other needs and then 
you know, obviously the boots uh, after bringing the kids to school are on standby. And so someone suggested, why don't you allow us to use the boat to transport our produce, which is mainly fish and seaweed. So wow. that's exactly how we made the project sustainable. So the 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 use of the of the boat for commercial purposes, you know, mm -hmm. the kids can ride it for free. But if someone else wants to use it, uh, then they have to pay, and that uh, makes up for the operation of the boat. So we, we that's why I call it like a relationship with the community because mm -hmm. we we crowdsource not only the funding but also the solutions with, with the community because at the end of the day, they have to have ownership mm -hmm. of the solution. Yeah. And it becomes more sustainable for us to, to uh, you know, make the project last uh, longer. I like that you've said that because there's always the big question of what happens after the initial give, you know, after the initial, uh, you know, purchase of certain supplies, um, provision of a much needed resource. And, you know, I, I was reading recently that it's been now seven years. That's on March 26th. It'll be, it was set, you marked seven years since you turned over the first yellow boat, um, you know, and, and how far, um, you see yourself in the next seven years? Well, uh, yes, we, we just celebrated our seventh year anniversary last month, uh, specific March 27, 2011, oh, so seven years ago. Yeah, oh, was the yeah, first, congratulations. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. So it was the, the, the first time that we turned over the very first uh, yellow school boat. And, uh, you know, seven years after and uh, close to 4,500 boats after, we're still doing it. Do we see an... Uh, you know, sort of a, a completion date. Um, uh, in 2014, we, uh, together with the Department of Education of the Philippines, we did uh, uh, a research or an, uh, a study where it, we were able to identify that around 1,000 communities either need, uh, you know, boats or bicycles. And so for us, that's the target. We want to get to to help or support the 1,000 communities that were identified. And seven years after, we're at 10%. So mm -hmm. this year, we're hoping to scale our efforts. So we're working with other organizations and other partners so that, you know, we would hopefully in the next seven years, we'll be able to to expand to all these uh, communities that either need boats or, you know, other forms of solutions so that we can... Uh, we, I would be happy if I can say uh, when the day comes that, you know, the yellow boat is no longer needed because yes. we've been able to, we've been able to touch every community that needs our help. And maybe at, at that point, uh, it's not, it's not necessarily that we retire, but maybe we can adopt a new problem, True. you know, to tackle one after that. But for, for me, the next seven years, that's, that's what we hope to achieve, that, you right. know, to hopefully get to to hopefully be able to declare that there's no swimming kids, you know, no swimming kids to school anymore. Right. Because and they all have, yeah, because they all have a boat or they all are, uh, you know, they all have the school in their island, something like that. Yes, yes. Um, and I think one of the things that uh, you've said uh, and you quoted in the past is there are no accidents in life. And, and this is a fun quote from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Um, how has uh, being part of Yellow Boat of Hope, um, uh, you know, created a scenario where 
other happy happy coincidences have brought you to you know to today what other opportunities kind of have become part of your life since uh, you started well i think for one you know being involved in yellowboat allowed me to uh, you know to be to learn or to know myself better mm-hmm. and so i think at this point in my life uh, i've been able to narrow down the the areas where I want to be involved in, which is, uh, I've realized, which is education and technology. Right. So, you know, being on board, uh, being on board the yellow boat for the last seven years, I've been able to, to meet uh, a lot of very interesting people doing uh, amazing work in education mm-hmm. in uh, development and also in technology. So um, one of the exciting things that, you know, being on the yellow boat uh, allowed me is to be able to work with, uh, with a university. It's called De La Salle College of St. Benilde, where I mentor yeah. uh, startups uh, in their uh, innovation hub. And uh, because of that uh, engagement, I also mentor in um, in other incubators and other organizations uh, around the Philippines. And then uh, because of that, I'm also now involved with several uh, technology startups who are doing uh, amazing work in uh, technology, in the technology space, uh, particularly uh, VR, AR, virtual reality and augmented reality and then mobile gaming. Right. And uh, uh, also a bit on blockchains. So yes. I, I, yeah, for, for me, it's an amazing. It's been an amazing journey, and uh, uh, I think we're just getting started in terms of, uh, you know, how we can sort of combine these different sectors to produce uh, solutions for the, you know, that can help uh, attain the sustainable development. We are out of time for this episode, uh, part one of our conversation with Jay. I'm really excited to share part two with you. You can find it in the library of uh, this particular podcast. That's on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and wherever you get your podcasts too. And if you want to support the work that we're doing here, uh, please uh, go to Patreon and look for This I Can Do. I'll be uh, continuing to produce this kind of content just for you and we can get to know each other a little better. All right. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye.